from Shema and Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 5, Verse 3. Janna Sya Krishna Vimukha Sya Daiva Janna Sya Krishna Vimukha Sya Daiva Adhanma Shila Sya Sudha Kitasya Adhanma Shila Sya Sudha Kitasya Anupahaye Pachavati Nunam
due to being compassionate towards them. Iha, in this world, Charanti, wander, Nunam, certainly, Bhutani, persons, Pavyani, great philanthropic souls, Janardanasya, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Translation by Shri O my Lord, great philanthropic souls travel on the earth on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to show compassion to the fallen souls who are averse to the sense of subordination to the Lord. To be obedient to the wishes of the Supreme Lord is the natural position of every living entity, but do only to pass misdeeds, a living being becomes averse to the sense of subordination to the Lord and suffers all the miseries of material existence. No one has anything to do but render devotional service to the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna. Therefore, any activity other than transcendental loving service to the Lord is more or less a rebellious action against the Supreme Will. All fruitive activity Empirical philosophy and mysticism are more or less against the sense of subordination to the Lord, and any living entity engaged in such rebellious activity is more or less condemned by the laws of material nature which work under the subordination of the Lord. Great unalloyed devotees of the Lord are compassionate towards the fallen, and therefore they travel all over the world with the mission of bringing souls back to Godhead, back to home. Such pure devotees of the Lord carry the message of Godhead in order to deliver the fallen souls, and therefore the common man who is bewildered by the influence of external energy of the Lord should avail himself of their association. Om Gyanat Murandasya Gyananjara Shalakaya Chikshumiritam Yenatasana Shri Guravena So here at the end of the purport, Prabhupada is urging us to associate with the pure devotees. So today we're going to associate with the pure devotees in Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, we're going to associate with Vyasadev and Shukadev and Vidura, and Maitreya, and Shri Prabhupada. They all desire our welfare. So, um, Shri Vyasadeva, at the beginning of Bhagavatam, began his glorification of Krishna by saying, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And then, after worshipping Krishna in the first verse, he gave his benediction in the second verse, that if you, anyone who hears Bhagavatam attentively and submissively, Lord Krishna becomes captured in your heart. He's already there, but we haven't captured him yet. So this is what we're trying to do today, capture Krishna in our heart. This is the process of parampara. The pure devotees, they worship their spiritual masters, Krishna, and receive mercy. Mercy is flowing down. This verse is talking about anubrahaya, mercy, compassion. It's coming from Krishna through parampara, through Shiva Prabhupada, through the spiritual masters. And our worship goes through the Guru upwards to Krishna. 
And so Srila Prabhupada was worshipping Vyasadeva, worshipping all the Acharyas, worshipping Narada Muni, worshipping Brahma, Krishna, going up the Parampara um, through his guru, Shri Saraswati. So when he was um, one, it was in Tokyo, I believe, in 1971, that Srila Prabhupada was having a, a, a Vyasa Puja of his spiritual master. It might have been not been there, it might have been Gauravagar actually. And, and Tokyo was his own Vyasa Puja. But now this is a Vyasa Puja of Srinivasa Saraswati. And he quoted this word, the word in the first verse of Bhagavatam, the last word actually, Dimahi, I meditate, let us meditate on Krishna. And he explained that by using this word Dimahi, um, Vyasadeva is say he's actually the plural, plural, not just let me meditate, let, it's let us meditate. So Vyasadeva, he is urging all of us to meditate together on Lord Krishna. So Srila Prabhupada, when he was offering flowers to Srivati Siddhartha, said that we are all one family, Sagoshti. I am offering flowers and you are also offering along with me. Now I live in Vrindavan. So um, I see a lot of Indians coming to the temple, mothers with small babies, in their, in their, one on their arm, one in their hand, one in the belly. And when the mother bows down, all the kids bow down too. So when Vyasadeva bows down, when Prabhupada bows down, we also offer worship along with them. So by hearing Bhagavatam, we are offering worship to Krishna through Prabhupada. And so, um, Sri Prabhupada is receiving benediction from the ocean of mercy. We sing every day, Sansaradava, Naladiha Loka. The world is burning and burning in a fire. And what's the fire? The fire is our material desires to enjoy this world. We think it's a nice place to live and let us enjoy. That's the problem. And so Prabhupada is um, showering us with the message of Lord Krishna. He's showering us with this message. And uh, Bhagavatam is even sweeter being spoken by Shukadev, and it's even sweeter being spoken by Shri Prabhupada. So we're, we are experiencing the sweetness of Prabhupada's purpose. And Prabhupada, he didn't simply repeat like a parrot, but he did sweeten everything, and he made it accessible to us in the modern age. So, um, what is the message that Prabhupada was giving? It's here in the purport, and um, it is with reference to a verse in Bhagavad Gita. Prabhupada says, No one has anything to do but render devotional service to the Supreme Lord Krishna. So that verse is Saradharma And when he um, was translating, he translated Chaitanya Chaitanya Chapart and um, also there's another verse, I can't remember right now. No, not that one. Sorry. But anyway, he, he said that uh, you make yourself perfect and then you be guru and liberate others. So what is the message that, oh, whoever you meet, tell them the message of Krishna. So what is Krishna Upadesh? So verse in Bhagavad Gita, he says in, in that purport, that um, Sri Krishna says, abandon all varieties of religion and surrender to me. Yeah, so this verse is, uh, has the name of Krishna in it. And 
And that means we should worship Krishna, as Prabhupada says, and pure devotional service. So, why should we surrender to Krishna? Because Prabhupada gives an example. If a very rich man says to you, don't worry about money, I'll take care of you. So Krishna is telling us, don't worry about your sinful reactions. I'll remove them. I'll protect you from them. I'll, I'll just reduce them to a very token. And so your, Krishna is actually calling us. Krishna is calling us. He's calling us to surrender to him. And Sri Prabhupada in a lecture said that when we wake up in the morning, we have so many problems. I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. Prabhupada said that only one problem we have. Guess what that problem is? How to accept Krishna. That's our problem <laughs> the whole day. So if you think you have a problem, then remember what Prabhupada said. No, my problem is how do I accept Krishna? How is Krishna's hand here for me? What is the message? What is the lesson I have to learn? What is he trying to tell me? And so, yes, um, so what is the process of surrender? Uh, it is actually, there are six things that you accept everything favorable, reject everything unfavorable, um, accept that Krishna will protect you, Krishna will maintain you, and then um, make your desires one with Krishna and, and have humility. And so these six, so what to accept, those things which are helpful, will bring you to Krishna consciousness, and what to reject is those things which are not helping you in your Krishna consciousness, that are against your Krishna consciousness. So protection is described in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, verses 1 to 3. Actually, this is in, re in, in reference to a sannyasi. For sannyasi, the first qualification should be fearlessness. And the reporter asked you to but you know, well, about his spiritual advancement, he said, yes, I'm fearless. I'm fearless. So, um, yeah, that was, Prabhupada was fearless. And that's his name, Abhaichara. He's fearless. And so, um, in Bhagavad Gita, he talks about, after leaving my connections, who will protect me? If you think like that, then don't take sannyasa. And so, I mean, this goes for everyone. Sannyasa is not just a change of dress. It's a change of consciousness. And so Prabhupada says, um, one must have firm conviction Krishna is Paramatma, will take care of his soul, surrender to him. I shall never be alone, even if I live in the darkest regions of a forest. Krishna is with me, he'll give me protection. So this is Abhayam, fearlessness. Um, so others may pray to Krishna for protection. Krishna doesn't always give protection, like Ravana, he was, he was, well, he was praying to Lord Shiva, actually and for protection, and Lord Shiva wasn't helping him. So his wife said, what's wrong? He's your devotee. He served you. He's in danger. He wants your help. Why aren't you going to him? So Lord Shiva said, <coughs> what can I do? I can't give him protection. It's not possible. Uh, Ram is there. So, if Krishna wants to kill someone, no one can protect him. If Krishna wants to protect someone, no one can kill him. And we all need protection, not just the women. Like they say, women need protection. The men need protection too. Arjuna needed protection in the bath, group, etc. So in another lecture, Prabhupada said, Krishna is giving us protection. 
but not as much as he wants to give us because we don't accept it. We think, oh, I can manage. Um, yeah, I've got my money, I've got my intelligence, I've got my family, I've got this, that. It will protect me. But then when everything is taken away, then okay, yeah, okay, Krishna, what to do? Help me. Yeah. When your intelligence is taken away, especially. So in the Bhagavatam, there's a story of Amrish Maharaj that um, he was attacked by a great yogi. He, 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 he was just, he was a simple, humble devotee, but he was a Kshatriya, so he was in a lower ashram. He was attacked by a very powerful yogi, the Rasa Muni, and uh, he was not afraid. He just saw this, this um, yogi, he, he picked a hair from his head and made a huge demon come straight towards him, burning. And, and Amrish just folded his hands and said, okay, Lord, you want to protect me okay? If you want to kill me okay? So, um, and of course, he was protected. So you may wonder, yo, I'm not a pure devotee like Amrish. Is Krishna going to protect me also? Yes. In the purport of that verse, ninth canto, fourth chapter, verse 48, Krishna says, this protection is offered to a devotee even from the very beginning of his devotional service, you all have protection. And even if you, this is your first thing you did come to this class, that, okay, you began your devotional service. You got protection from Krishna. Protection begins immediately. So maintenance, so another, the third, fourth thing is maintenance. Um, Sri Prabhupada says that there's no need of thinking how we should keep the body and soul together. Krishna will see to that. But of course, it's not that you just sit at home and say, okay, Krishna, where's my food? Um, of course, that did happen. In Lord Chaitanya's time, Sri Gostopper did that. He didn't go out and make a living. He had a huge family, too, like three brothers and lots of kids. And, and so one day, Lord Chaitanya called him and asked him confidentially, I see you don't go out anywhere. How will you manage to uh, maintain your family? How are you doing so? And Shiva said, my Lord, I don't have the heart to go anywhere. Um, so the Lord said, but you have such a big family, how will you look after them? And Shiva said, destiny, whatever is my destiny will come, whatever I get. Each person reserves his due, he will get whatever providence provides will manage with whatever comes our way. And then the Lord said, with this mentality, Shiva takes some yas. This is, on the one hand, you refuse to beg alms as an yasi. The other hand, you don't make an effort for your livelihood or collect food door to door. How do you plan to maintain your family? I don't understand you. If you don't go out and work, do something, then you cannot maintain. So Shiva's pundit said, here is my explanation. One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, so the Lord said, well, why, why did you clap three times? What is this one, two, three? So Shiva said, I've taken a solemn vow that if after fasting for three days I don't get any food by its own accord, I will tie a stone around my neck and throw myself in the Ganga to drown. <laughs> so Lord Chaitanya said, what did you say? You may fast? By some rare chance, even Lakshmi Devi may have to go begging, but your family will never experience poverty. So Lord Chaitanya gave that, they gave that vow 
give that assurance to Shiva's that you, you will never have to worry. And did you forget what I said in Bhagavad Gita? Ananyas that this those who worship with me with devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and reserve what they have. So, of course, you have to be fixed in devotional service and deviating. And what his other Prabhupada did say, he will protect you. Another purport somewhere in Bhagavatam, he says, by Sankirtan. If you do Sankirtan, then you will not have to worry about your maintenance. We do hurry down Sankirtan. So yes. Um, so all the mystic potencies are in my devotees, Lord Chaitanya said. Um, and, and they come. This uh, Dharmartha, Kama, Moksha, all the material things come. But my devotees don't care for them. So, and here, here's something good for us, Lord Chaitanya said. Even if you remember my devotee, I maintain him. Whoever remembers my devotee, but just remember, Srila Prabhupada, remember the devotees. You will get your, your maintenance. So humility, we should think, um, I'm helpless and Krishna is the only basis for progress. As Krishna says in the purport, Mahashichha, I mean not the purport, in the verse, he says, Mahashichha, don't worry, don't hesitate. Um, so, yes, we, we may think, of course, in the West, Shri was translating this verse, abandon all varieties of religion, surrender to me. And he said, well, you have already abandoned all varieties of religion, so you just have to surrender to Krishna. That's it, just surrender. That's okay, just accept Krishna. And so, uh, yeah. So, and we cannot avoid surrender. We all surrender to something. If you don't have Krishna, you may have a pet, or if you don't have family, you may have some pets or that you, you take care of, go walk the dogs and uh, the, cat, the cats, you don't have to walk. But everybody has to surrender. Um, she probably gave a, an interesting story about how you have to surrender to your family, to your wife. Um, Birbal was a, a minister in the court of Akbar, the emperor. And he was late for the court one day. So Akbar said, why are you late? He said, oh, my wife was telling me I have to do something. So I couldn't come. I had to listen to my wife. And Akbar said, why do you listen to your wife? And Birbal said, everyone listens to their wife. So the emperor said, prove it. So Akbar said, okay, call all the men of the city into the, into the center of the city. So they called all the men the center of the city. And then uh, Birbal said, okay, whoever listens to their wife, go to this side. So there was a stampede. And everyone except one man went to that side. And so Akbar said, oh, you are very courageous. You didn't listen to your wife. Why, did, why didn't you go to that side? And the man said, my wife told me to avoid crowds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> why you surrender to something. So yeah, Akbar said, okay, <laughs> you're excused. <laughs> Big um, so yeah, it's we have to. Everybody has to surrender, um, and of course the object is Krishna, the ultimate surrendering object. 
so that's why Krishna says, Bhavanam Jama Mante, Yadavamante, after surrendering to so many things, verse after verse, when your wife is surrendering to me, the wife is the Gyanam, and he's on the Hathna. So, Sri um, Prabhupada, in one lecture, he may say, well, you tell people to surrender, they'll say, oh, that's too much. Why should I give up everything and, and surrender to Krishna? I shall serve my dog, you know, he's, he's good. He likes me, he loves me. Um, and so, when he stands, I'll stand. When he wants to pass, I'll wait. So, yeah, uh, so you have to serve, you have to serve. Uh, now, Prabhupada um, translated this verse in many ways. Um, one way was about protection. Give up your ideas of protection and surrender to me. Instead of abandon all varieties of religion, he said, abandon all your ideas of protection. Another one, Prabhupada said, you rascal, give up all your nonsense and surrender to me. And so there's different translations of this verse, maybe a hundred different ones, every time Prabhupada quoted them. Another one, my dear sons, why are you rotting in this miserable world? You come to me, I'll give you protection. You are my son, you can enjoy with me very nicely without death. Why are you rotting here? So yes, Krishna can change our destiny. Um, if you might have to die, I know I have a, a friend in Vrindavan, and her, her time, according to astrology, her, she was supposed to die in 2004, and she didn't die, and she went back to the astrologer and said, so now what? The astrologer said, I, I don't know, because you're supposed to die. I can't say. But Krishna, he can extend, or he can reduce. There was one girl in Vrindavan, 16 years old, she had a huge lifeline on her palm, and she died of cancer at the age of 16. So, Krishna can do anything. Um, he can reduce your life if he feels you're ready to go back to Godhead, or may extend your life if uh, he thinks you need some more time, or there is some, some service here. So even if you leave, if you fall down, then he will protect you, protect you from Maya. Prabhupada said, if you chant, Chant Hare Krishna, then that verse in Gita will come true that my devotee will never be vanquished by Maya. But we do have to do our side too. We do have to follow the process of chant. And Krishna will protect us from anarthas if we follow the process without, um, I mean, follow the four good principles, chant Hare, chant 16 rounds. And we're protected from anarthas also. Um, but sometimes we might feel like there's still a heart that's there because um, Prabhupada gives the example that you switch off the fan but it still might be running a little bit even after it's switched off. So we switched off our karma but there's a little bit that still comes um, and we feel that. So another protection is from sinful desires. We might have desires from millions of births but uh, Gita explains that uh, in the second chapter, I believe, in the end of Gita, that the proof of a Krishna conscious man is that even if sinful desires may come, he does not act on them. So in that way, we're protected from sinful desires. And protection from death, um, that is, um, of course, again, I talked about that already, that you're destined to die at a certain time. You don't die. And uh, so, 
Pariksha, we'll talk about Pariksha, that he was surrendered. How, what was his prayer when he knew he was going to die? O Brahmanas, accept me as a completely surrendered soul. Let Mother Ganges also accept me in that way. For I have already taken the lotus seat of the Lord in my heart. Let the snake bird bite me at once. I only desire you all continue singing the deeds of Lord Vishnu. And it's, it's, a, it's a fact that the sages of Nanasharanya have invited Yamaraj to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. Yamaraj likes Katha. He is here today, so you don't have to worry about dying while you're in Bhagavatam class, so don't leave. Um, <laughs> don't leave Bhagavatam class. You will not die while you're in this class. Um, so, um, yes. Aho niloka pieta. Oh, human beings drink the, the nectar of the Lord. Um, so, Pariksha Maharaj also says, Offering obeisances unto all you Brahmanas, I pray, if I should again take my birth in the material world, I'll have complete attachment to the unalloyed Lord Krishna, association with his devotees, friendly relations with all living beings. So this sounds like he wants to be a preacher. The preacher loves the Lord, attachment to the unlimited Lord, and association with devotees, friendship with devotees, and, and mercy to the innocent, and avoid the, the ignorant. Those who are envious, he avoids them. So we take protection of Krishna. If we surrender to Krishna, we will go back to Godhead, for sure. So one time, my godbrother, who just left his body a few days ago, Narayan, he, he was with Shri Prabhupada, um, and when Prabhupada was talking to Allen Ginsberg, Allen Ginsberg was a very famous poet in the hippie times. All the hippies looked up to him. And he was, he was a friend of Srila Prabhupada because Anangansberg was chanting Hare Krishna on his harmonium and spreading it to others. So Prabhupada liked that. And so he was having conversations with this Ellen Ginsberg in 1969 in Ohio. And um, Prabhupada was telling how bad Kaliuga is going to get. There will not be any more trees. And the animals will eat people. People will be small, animals will be big. Insects will be huge. Uh, we don't want to get bit by mosquitoes in the end of Kali Yoga at all. Um, and he said, Govinda uh, Das, he was saying, the dogs, the pet dogs, will run around in packs and eat people because they won't, have, they won't be able to be taken care of by their masters. They'll just run around in packs, wild dogs. People will be cannibals. They will also eat each other, too. Fruits will be big seeds. Big seeds and a lot of skin. Skin and seeds. No fruit inside. Nothing to eat. And the devotees will live in caves. So, Alan asked Prabhupada, your disciples, they will be in the caves. And Prabhupada said, my disciples will have gone back to God here by that time. So it doesn't just mean disciples, grand disciples, everybody, everyone who follows Shiva Prabhupada, they will be back to Godhead before the end of Kali Yoga. Alan said, oh, really? They are very, Prabhupada said, yes, they are very advanced. They are going back to Godhead very shortly. They are chanting, 
They're taking part in this process. They're becoming pure devotees in this lifetime. So then Alan said, yes, and what about what happened to the rest of us? And Prabhupada leaned over to Allen Ginsberg and he said, uh, and Allen Ginsberg leaned over to Prabhupada, and he said, Alan, at the end of Kali Yuga, I will eat you and you will eat me. <laughs> Don't stay around. Go back in this life. <laughs> Don't take a chance. Like if you go to the heavenly planets, if you want to enjoy, you might be there for thousands of years and end up being at the end of Kali Yuga here. So, yeah, try not to. Try to be good in your vows and follow the wish of service. Yes. So there was one man in Juhu. Oh, I'm going to tell you that story on another day. Not today. <laughs> uh, next Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I won't tell you now. It's a, it's a nice story. But it goes better with those verses. So stay tuned. Um, so Prabhupada said, of course, it's not pride, but take an example from my life. I was retired in Rindavan. At 70 years old, I thought, okay, it has to be done. My friends told me, this man is going to die. Sumati Maharaji said, no, you're just going to die. But I said, never mind, if death comes, I will try it. Death almost came to Prabhupada. He had two heart, two heart attacks very close together. It was really very hard to survive. Said, so it um, doesn't matter, matter what your age is, you have to follow the order of Krishna, Chaitanya, and your guru. So that's what it means here. No one has anything to do but render devotional service to Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. You must follow the order of your guru. And uh, yeah, he may give you only one order, the same to everyone. He may give you your own orders, instructions. Yeah, Prabhupada gave me six instructions. I was initiated by letter. So he gave me six instructions, um, chant at least 16 rounds, follow the regular principles, go out and preach, go out and sing your time, read and study all my books, and do deity worship. That was five, and one yet to go, so I did all of those. And I was um, Pujari in India for seven years, Pujari in Calcutta Temple. Then I was distributing books in India, um, Rajasthan, Gujarat, Maharashtra. And then I started teaching the book, studying. I was always reading, but I started studying. So those have already been taken care of. One left to go. 24 hours be engaged. <laughs> well, that's, uh, maybe that means budget, I don't know. Um, maybe someday I will do some budget uh, for 24 hours. But I don't think so. I need a lot of sleep. Anyway, we'll see. I have to dream of Krishna then, okay. I have to dream. That's not under my control. So yeah, um, so I have a, a prayer that I, from His Holiness, Sachinandan Swami, that I would like to share with you if, you if you want to know how to pray for protection and maintenance. Here is Sachinandan Swami's prayer. You, if you have problems, you go to the Lord and you say, My Lord, I cannot solve this alone. It is beyond my capabilities, intelligence, plans, ideas. I sincerely request you to accept me as your surrendered soul, protect and maintain me. Now, protect means, you'll like this, 
Keep me in a situation where I can function and the problems of material existence don't upset my life that much. So that's protection. That's Mariah's idea of protection. And, and maintain me means maintain me on the spiritual platform. If you read carefully that verse in Bhagavad Gita, I, I protect what you have. Prabhupada in the purport doesn't talk about protecting your car and your house and all that. Talks about protecting your your spiritual advancement. It's the most valuable thing because we're going to lose all the things, time of death or maybe even before. Uh, your money may go away from you, or you may go away from your money. But um, the spiritual advancement, we don't want to risk losing. So that's the that's the maintenance, maintain us on the spiritual level. And we see devotees do go away, and so that's a really good prayer. From this whole session on Swami. So, I'm going to stop here. If you have any questions or comments, you can ask at this point. Do we have, I think, we have a microphone. Oh, there's a question over here on this side, right close to you. Thank you for the class. Um, you're mentioning about. Um, surrendering to Krishna, and then um, you said we have nothing else but surrender to Krishna. That's what the problem said, it's not me. <laughs> so um, sometimes devotees might say you've been fanatic and, uh, you know, chill out and, you know, also oh, relax. Chill out. But yeah. um, at the same time, like, um, yeah, yes. you're not really doing so much, but uh, like, they say, oh, you're doing too much, you shouldn't be doing too much. But um, yeah. we see that even they say, oh, we live in a material world, so you have to function in a material world, so you also have to do these things. But we see, as, you, as Prabhupada was saying in the prophets, that Krishna carries, um, preserves what we have and carries what we lack. So it, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like they're trying to say, have a material solution. Krishna you know, materially try to. Uh, you know, rectify something and Krishna is on the side, but, but you can't say anything as well, you know, I'm being the devotees, but it just feels like, you know, we we just need to surrender to Krishna and he will adjust, even though it materially it seems like it's impossible to adjust it. Mm-hmm. But then people just say that, oh, you're just fanatic. Well, um, yes. There, is, there are three modes of nature, and there's devotional service in the modes. You can do devotional service according to this canto when you get to chapter 29. describes devotional service in the modes of nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. So goodness means you do your work, you offer it to Krishna. Passion means you're a separatist, and you want fame, and you want things, you want material things, and you do devotional service. And ignorance, you're, you're violent, you may offend devotees, so, yeah. But the Bhagavad Gita, I mean, the solution is given by Krishna to your question. You're asking, you're asking about relaxation, you're asking about work. So Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, in the sixth chapter, verse 17, that he who is regulated in his activities of eating, sleeping, work, and recreation can mitigate all miseries. So Krishna advises we have some um, recreation also. Um, not that we work the whole day. You have to balance. What goodness is balanced? 
You have to balance everything. So eating, sleeping, working, and recreation. That's the mode of goodness. So if you're not balancing these four things, that means you're going to suffer. If you're, if you're actually in the mode of goodness, then you won't suffer mentally, at least mentally. Even if you physically have some challenge, it won't affect you. If you're in the mode of goodness, it won't affect you so much. So yeah, we have to balance. Um, and Krishna is not against what he's relaxing. Um, he says we have to have our recreation also. So uh, yeah, that's there. Of course, I think Prabhupada said recreation is dancing and chanting, but um, <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, devotees also go swimming like me. <laughs> I have my recreation. Um, so uh, yeah, eating, sleeping, working, and recreation is uh, advised by Krishna. Come to the mode of goodness, balance your life. Uh, so there's 24 hours. So that's if you. Divided by four, you get six, 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 six. But um, you may not need that many. You may, you may do one and you could still balance your life. You won't get sick or something. But uh, yeah, Krishna is he's for it. Yeah. He's, he said we can chill out also. Yeah. Um, and Prabhupada said the yogis, they're in their asanas. This is for yogis in the sixth chapter that um, they're in their asadas the whole day. So what? So somebody asked Prabhupada, what do these yogis do for recreation? And Prabhupada said, they go for a walk. That's what they do for recreation. So Prabhupada was re- doing his morning walk, seems like it was his recreation <laughs> in one sense. Um, and he really enjoyed like the conversation. And, so. and, and at the same time, keeping up his health. So... Um, yeah, Prabhupada is very expert. And that once you get over 70, if you don't do something, or even over 50 or 40, I think, um, your body starts to deteriorate. And at 70, for sure, over 70, you're a lot of... If you don't do some prevention, then you can't, you can't function. You can't, you can't function. So yeah, we have to do prevention. Um, yeah, the yoga. Yoga is. I do. I do some asanas, pranayama, swimming. So that helps me to function at the age of 74. It helps me a lot. I've been doing yoga since I'm 46, so it's not too late um, <laughs> to start. But uh, it has. It really. I can tell the difference if I miss it. It really helps. It really helps. So yeah, you have to. You have to take care of yourself, like Prabhupada. What did Prabhupada say? Health first, and then, I don't remember. Sadhana? Japa? Then service. Service? Yeah, what was first? Health. Health? Is it health? Okay, there you go. And and when we're young, we think we're invincible, we can do anything, and we did. When I was in Pujari, Calcutta, I was doing 20 hours service and 4 hours sleep for years. I was in my 20s, I could do it. But now I can't do that. So it's more, I'm more on the intellectual side, not the physical so much service. When you get a certain age, you can't run around anymore. And so, um, yeah, it's like that. Hmm. Yes, you have a question over there. Who has the mic? Over there. 
past misdeeds, we were receiving some calming reactions. But mm -hmm. what's the relationship between those and anatas, unwanted things in the heart? Okay. Well, the, the sinful reactions are a result of our anarchas. And they're also a result of, uh, of doing sinful deeds in past lives. So the, the um, connection is that if we, if we follow our bad things in our heart, if we're angry or if we follow the sinful desires, then we will get more sinful reactions also. That's a connection. If you do it now, if you have knowledge and you're devoting, then you will get a lot of sinful reactions for that. Um, that, that will come. Krishna will, will rectify you. Prabhupada will rectify you. And then you, then you have to start asking, okay, why is this happening? Uh, what did I do? It might have been something you did in this life. And you have to start thinking, what did I do? Did I offend someone? Did I do something? Did I break the principles? What did I do? Yeah. Okay, any other questions? Yes, um, oh, over here, Narayana, Nishima Kocha. No. Oh, it wasn't a question. What was the word? Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, it was right at the time when I asked, so it really looked like a question. Okay, anybody else have a question? Oh, Kishirupa. Um, more of a, a statement I heard um, yeah. in the lecture Prabhupada um, was giving, I was listening to it yesterday, and Prabhupada said, Srimad Bhagavatam is our life and soul. So um, you're talking about association, mm -hmm. so when we associate with Bhagavatam, we're associating, as you were describing, with all the pure devotees, and we're also associating this with the Prabhupada, yes, yes. because his purports are his ecstasies. And when you read the purports really thoroughly, you really discover some amazing things about Sri Prabhupada, you know, especially for those who haven't met Prabhupada. He's there in his purports. And also last night I was reading um, pastimes of Prabhupada at Radha Temple. And the author was describing when Prabhupada took Vanaprast when he was in Ramadamada, he would go around with his bowl yeah. and, um, you know, in that um, phase of humility that, you know, you had to exhibit in that, that particular stage of Vanaprast, and he would get um, Prashad in his, in his bowl a little, little <laughs> bit from here and there. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for the wonderful class. It's very thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Oh, and can, I can also attest to your statement that you did service 20 hours a day. <laughs> because I, I, she was, was with me. I, I was in Calcutta Temple with the Rani, and um, yes, it was, it was no exaggeration. <laughs> I got up at 2.30 and slept at 10.30. Yeah, because, yeah, anyway, I had to hold the fort. Everybody went out making life members, and I was back. Yeah, Gargamuni, my president, 
somebody stole my shoes, it's in the area. And I said, you don't need shoes, you don't have to go out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we were surrendered. <laughs> we were surrendered, okay. Okay, any other questions? Jai, bless your profile.